Katie Mann, and welcome to the Hearts of Fire podcast. I want to thank you today for joining us for our Finding God in the Everyday discussion and remind you that whether you're watching this episode on YouTube or listening to it on a podcast, make sure to never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. We appreciate your support of the Hearts of Fire podcast. Now on today's discussion with our guest, Sister Joanne Fallis. For those of you who don't know her, Sister Joanne ministers at Arch Care at Home. Welcome, Sister Joanne, and thank you for joining the Hearts of Fire podcast today to discuss how we can find God in the everyday. Well, thanks, Katie. It's a pleasure to be here, especially with this topic, one of my favorites. Well, we thank you for joining us today. We look forward to hearing your insight about this topic and let's dive right into it. And in a world full of endless distractions such as social media, endless news, endless electronics and addicting technology, how do you find God in the everyday? Okay, well, we'll just start with the everyday, the ordinary, uh, just to know that it's also we who are ordinary people We'll, we'll see God in ordinary days. We'll, it happens and it can happen to all of us and hopefully does happen in some way and maybe we're not aware. But it's an extraordinary God that we find. And that's an, a very important part in even talking about any of this is to know we have an extraordinary God who loves us, who's with us always, and who uh, manifests himself in so many different ways every day. I was reminded uh, in thinking about this of a, a student in a class, seventh grade class I had a very long time ago. And uh, we were just starting in the Catholic church to look at scripture. And in that seventh grade class, I had the, the gathering of the students, small group uh, together, uh, sharing on scripture. And the, the reading was, we are light in the world. And they were getting pretty excited. And, and I asked if anyone had a question. And this young boy, seventh grader, said to me, well, are we really lights in the world? And I said, yes. And he said, well, how do we get lit? And I said, that's a perfect question to carry through life. And it's one of the things we're really talking about today. How do we get lit? But it's not, it's only half the story. I'm also reminded of Amanda Gorman if you remember her at the inauguration, the poet laureate, and she had said very important words, for there is always light if we're brave enough, if we're only brave enough to see it. I love if, that. Yeah, and if we're brave enough to be it, that's the other half. We're here to see the light that God provides for us every day, uh, but we're also here so that we can be the light we have to have both parts. That's the that's how it is. So anytime I talk about how we get lit, uh, it's so that we can be light, uh, God's light in the world. How do we we want to have a, a, a spiritual life to begin with, a prayerful life? And so we would want to make time uh, in a quiet space as best we can. We can't expect we can go anywhere all the time. Uh, to pray morning or evening or night, uh, but we want to have as best we can a prayerful space uh, uh, and, and maybe turn off our cell phones. I know that sounds like an awful thing to do, but it, it it's a thing work. that all of us should do and our lives would probably be better if we did it. That's, That's great it. advice. Yes. And, and uh, 
a particular prayer practice that really hits home with talking about distractions is something that has changed my life. It's one of the prayer practices that have changed my life. It's centering prayer. You can look, you can Google that and you'll get plenty on centering prayer, but it's just what it says. It's centering. I do that two, two times, twice a day in the morning and in the evening. Uh, and I try never to miss that, uh, even if I'm very busy. And there's um, uh, very simply prayer practice. I use my breath. Some people use a sacred word to return to. That's the center. And so then when thoughts pass through the mind in those 20 minutes of each practice, the thoughts go through. You're going you're gonna to have hundreds of them. And I have hundreds of them. But that you don't want to pay attention to it. But if you find yourself engaged in the thought, then that's the time not only to be aware of that engagement and that movement away from God, but then the, not only to be aware then, but to return and give consent, let go of the thought that you're engaged in and come back to, for me, the breath, for others, the sacred word. A very wonderful prayer practice that sounds, doesn't even feel like a prayer, but it's the fruit of that prayer practice is it, uh really a practice of letting go of distractions, emptying so you can allow the presence of God to lead you or me, in this case, I'm speaking about my prayer practice, to lead me through the day with a certain amount of emptying and that I might be uh, able to be open to God's word, to God's comfort, to God's peace. So that's a, that's a really wonderful prayer practice uh, uh, as well as uh, what I've just said, Lexio Divina. I'm mentioning mm -hmm. specifics. Uh, you may find it helpful. Uh, I find it a wonderful practice because it's very focused scripture, but we're so used to study of scripture, like the storm at sea. Well, we'll be talking about the apostles. We'll be talking about Jesus in those days. Lexio Divina, where you read the short verse uh, paragraph, maybe four times, but you then hear a word that's meant for you. As I hear, when I, if I read that right now, I would say, well, what I'm hearing, well, what's the storm in my life? It's touching me. So you see, all of a sudden I'm engaged. I'm not paying attention to other distractions. I said, well, that's for me. I'm hearing, I, you want to know the storm in my life? I'll tell you. And so that practice is very good. Um, there's so many ways to focus that will move the distractions away from our mind. It might be all of a sudden I might see something and say, hallelujah, as I did today on an email because something good came through. Checks to give to some people whom I know from our congregation. Hallelujah, that's a hallelujah moment or a thank you moment or a God moment. At that moment that it's happening, I'm already engaged in it, so the distractions aren't bothersome. And if by chance I might have missed all of them during the day, at the end of the day, I might say, oh, let me look at the day today. And all of a sudden, I'll say hallelujah again or for the first time. So those focus moments are really, really helpful regarding distractions. The other day, and so many people have told me in the work that I do about nature, they see God in nature. Uh, I see 
nature. That is fantastic. It's, mm. gives, it's a breath of fresh air, right, Katie? Absolutely. You know, you, you, I could see your response. So I know you know what springtime is, and it's a very special time, and it gives us a breath of fresh air. The other day, I realized, as I often do, I do things multitask. And so I'm doing so all this thinking as I'm going, walking through this beautiful uh, environment where I work uh, outside. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, my Lord, I have to separate productivity from the moment. And that, that was a distraction. Productivity can, for me, it's a big distraction because I'm trying to do two things or three things at once. It's a distraction. And boy, when I walked the other day and I saw pink rock, I said, wow, I never saw that before. And, and certainly all the beautiful birds. And I was looking at the clouds and I said, oh, they're above the circumstance. And when I came back to the office and I was on the phone with someone, that was just the word that they needed because they are overwhelmed in their life. I was, I was able, thank God, to bring them to look at that, of course, there are circumstances, but there's also a way to walk on the road uh, at the same time uh, to be able to f be filled with God's grace and trust in God. So that was uh, very helpful. I'm going to just take two other topics in this first part here, and that is, how do, I, how do I know it's God's presence? How do I know? It's another level, I've experienced another level of knowing. Just like, you know, something when you see nature, as many people do. Many years ago, I was experienced in the charismatic renewal. I, it was then that I started to shift in knowing about God into knowing God. It's just another level of knowing. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with knowing about God and praying the usual prayers. That's that's. That's great. That's important. But for me, what was called the baptism in the spirit was a whole new way of knowing God's presence. Lexio Divina that I mentioned, you hear God. Well, what is the storm in your life? You, you hear God speaking to you. Um, I, When I'm with someone and we're speaking, and I know it's not my love alone. Of course, it's my love that I'm sharing, I'm doing, you know, caring and sharing. But boy, do I know the difference when it's God's love. That's how I know God's presence. Um, lastly, is just in this question that you presented, Katie, is the distractions. Those of you who go way back to the Baltimore Catechism and how does God, uh, what are the obstacles in our life? Uh, sometimes the distractions, I would call them the world, the flesh, and the devil. They really, really can get in the way. They're distractions. If we keep the news on all the time, like you were saying, Katie, in the beginning, there's so many electronic devices. Uh, the world can keep us pretty busy. It's not that it's wrong. It's good. But if it takes us away from other spiritual levels of knowing God, well, then something needs to be balanced out. And uh, yeah, the, our flesh, in the sense of, uh, I, I would say, our emotions get so strong, they can carry us away from God, too. 
we get too um, upset over something or frustrated or um, we, we're just disappointed. Wow, that can really keep our minds going and our hearts. And they can be distractions. And even the wonderful thing about those moments is when we're aware of them. Wow, we can go to God. So where do we end up? With God. And so the distractions become a way to God. They can be. If we can be aware of them. And and as I said, they have power, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Wow, I have never been so aware of the evil, the power of evil in this world. It doesn't make me frightened at all. It makes me find, oh, thank God I know. Thank God I can pray things like the St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the malice and snares of the devil, our old Catholic prayer. Or I can read Ephesians, which talks about all the, the ways that we need to protect ourselves. And those are distractions, and it's powerful distractions. They pull, pull, pull. And uh, the more we can be aware of those distractions, the more centered we can be. And as again, they bring us to God. I'm not frightened about them. I am not sad about them. Oh, happy fault. That can bring us to great, such a great experience of God. So I, I might have, uh, that, that's, uh, hopefully that answers that question. I think that is more and more than we could ever ask for. And we're, I'm sure our listeners will be so grateful for that insight. And it really is a great way to look at it, especially all the distractions in our world today. And moving forward, how do you put God in your faith as your top priority each day? Well, uh, as I thought about this, as I think about this, I'm saying, well, what is, who is God in my life? What's the difference between God in my life and not seeing God is in my life anyway, but not seeing God in my life? Well, what's the difference between coming into a room that's dark and turning on the light? That's the difference. So that's top priority. I'm going to turn on the light when I see the light when I see an opportunity to turn on the light. So that top priority is turn on the light. So um, uh, to, to realize how important that that uh, is, I put, I think that way throughout the day uh, as best I can. Obviously, I'm going to be overwhelmed with different things, and that's when I learn to go back to the <laughs> presence of God. Um, when I wake up in the morning, oh, I'm so grateful for a night's sleep, but I'm not grateful to get up. So uh, you have a little down piece here. Oh, no, I have to get up and this and that. That's, again, the top priority. I turn to God immediately because I don't want to drown in that kind of beginning of the day. So I say, God, I say a particular prayer. This is the day the Lord has made. It's long. Uh, but I've learned it uh, to pull me out because why? Because God is top priority, not my concerns, not my feeling. I have to get out of bed. Uh, so um, it really, um, it really helps uh, to have that kind of start in the day and throughout the day to make those same choices. Um, I still keep my same reality if I'm feeling down during the day or I'm feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or disappointed. That's reality. But my other reality is that God is with me. I can put them together. 
Absolutely. They're not separate. So um, that's a, p a piece I, I tried. I, I do remember why to really to, to get through the day in a beautiful, much more beautiful way with the light on. God's power is really powerful, too. Anybody who's gone through 12 steps and many of the people I speak with, I uh, I see how, how important their path in life has become in their 12-step program because they see the power of God. But they see their own reality, too. So it really helps to put uh, uh, that that's why I have it as top priority. I know power <laughs> and I experience power of, and love of God. So that hopefully that answers some. No, I, I, that's a great way to, you know, that's a great way to look at it. And, you know, speaking of your ministry, how does God and your faith stay, help you stay centered? Uh, in, in some ways, ministry is, is all day, even if it's to myself and being able to find some quiet time. But the ministries that I'm going to mention are three. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with the uh, Ministry of Justice. I'm, very, I'm involved in a justice team, which I love. Why? Because even though the, my, my formal ministry, as it were, is a direct contact with people, justice is a ministry which is involved with trying to bring changes into the world in which we've affected uh, some changes, thank God, over the years, and uh, in, in, in things like uh, working toward anti-racism, immigration, climate change, uh, that I see God in those moments because it, it is too complex to go mm -hmm. into a meeting or to go into an effort without God bringing wisdom and compassion and peace and perseverance. So I go into that justice work with that very belief and, mm -hmm. and to be with people in a team. So goodness is oozing out of them. Absolutely. To, and to encourage one another and see the wisdom of God. So that would be the ministry of justice. Mm -hmm. The ministry of intercession is a re has become more and more important in my life because I meet up with people who ask me to pray for them or I know that need prayers. So intercession is is I regard as a ministry and I I I I could have I have a list. I have a couple of cards with the list of names and sometimes I read them all sometimes I just sit there and I I just see God present to, and then I let people come into my mind and let them go to Jesus I just let them in my mind and create that and it's so comfortable because the spirit is leading those people into my mind and heart and I'm just there and watching them go to Jesus and let them mm -hmm. be blessed and intercession in the way that anytime I bless myself in, in a moment of being blessed, I should say, I try to include the people I'm praying with that let them be blessed. Uh, when I'm at night, I might say, well, what was one important event in the news that I think has to be brought to prayer? And I might just have it come into my mind. It's a prayer of intercession, but it's also made me see that those moments of intercession are moments of union with God myself, but it's also union with God, with the person. I'm thinking of them, so I'm growing in love for them, but also they're growing in love with God. So That's a great way to look at it. 
Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I regard it as a beautiful ministry. And, and that goes for the deceased, too. I have come to realize that deceased, to me, are the living dead. They're not dead. They're living dead. Uh, so, And that has brought me to a greater love there, too. The last ministry I mentioned is, is my own ministry as a, a pastoral care counselor at Arch Care at Home, an interfaith chaplain. So, because I meet people with all different, all different um, uh, backgrounds, all different faiths, some of which who do not recognize faith as as we might. Uh, but uh, that when I'm speaking to them now, it's on the phone because of the pandemic. I don't go out to visit, which I, I have been out. Uh, for 28 years I've been in that ministry, but this is one year I haven't been able to go out to visit. But even on the phone, and thank God I can speak Spanish, so, well, I get by with my Spanish, let me say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and the beautiful people of all cultures that uh, I, I meet up with, and there too, it's a moment of being in love with them with and being in love with God, because I see God working in that conversation. So I'm rejoicing and I'm pleading with God. I, I shouldn't say I'm pleading with God because I don't really plead with God. God just kind of comes and is present. And I'm, uh, I see the persons, they call me and they say, thank you, or they say this, or I see something resolved in our through our conversation. So once again, that is a ministry in which I believe they might, they benefit. I benefit, and we're all in a circle with God. That's great. And uh, Sister Joey, in your final question for today, what advice would you give someone who is looking to find God in the everyday but is having difficulty doing so? Well, I would say pretty much believe that uh, God is in your life. God is positively in your life. Uh, you are, uh, you're, some people say, well, I'm not worthy. I'm not. No. God wants to be in our life. That's that's what the bottom line is. Uh, it's not for special persons. It's for everyone. Uh, certainly uh, pray. Pray that would, uh, that would happen in your life. If I make sure I have a minute at the end, I'd like to say a prayer that we can enter into that moment of being able to be open to God's presence. If I were with anyone who was listening, I would listen to what they're saying, and I, I would help them to hear what they're saying and be able to see God's presence. And since I'm not doing that now, journaling, writing down things, listening to your own prayers, listening to the word that God whispers in scripture, um, listening in the way that you look at nature, the way you look at uh, uh, your own uh, reflections uh, or artwork or have a regular prayer time. Have a conversation with God at least a couple of times a day. Um, uh, we, I, we spoke about scripture, Lexio Divina, watch your hallelujah moments. They come, listen when you say thank you, because that must mean that God is there. And do it at the end of the day, too. Recall your day. Revisit your day. Look for those moments. Yeah. Yeah. That's at the end of the day. Let the day come to you and you will be surprised you will see something that you haven't really paid attention to because you might have been in a hurry like I often am as well. I just certainly retreats in spiritual direction. If you can do that, watch out for your productivity and trying to multitask. Um, 
this is the last piece that I'm going to to say here before a little prayer, okay? Sure. The best, the most, really, the way that I have found to really experience God's presence is when I feel powerless, when I feel confused or upset or frustrated or physically down. You know, when you're walking and you really feel like you're dragging and then all of a sudden you, you give yourself a little shot and you move and you get a new energy. That's the way it is in that moment of powerlessness. When I'm powerless, I come to God and I say, God, I'm really, this is too much for me. I cannot handle this. Remember the world, the flesh and the devil have power over us. So we might as well go to the power where there's uh, the true power to lift us into a new strength, into a new wisdom. So I go to God and I say, if that's what I would say is one of the most important moments in a day is when you feel that you can't do it. You come to God. Now, will that happen at the moment you change? I I don't know if it'll happen at the moment, but it will happen. It will happen. And the more we practice that kind of experience, the, the better uh, we will experience the presence of God is what I, that would be the advice I have experienced myself. So I just share it with you. And that's wonderful advice that I hope all of our listeners can truly hear and embrace and you know, take it with them so that in those moments of power, powerlessness, that they're able to really have those moments with God. Okay. Is it okay if I say that prayer that we can? Absolutely. I, I think we'd all love to hear it. Our listeners would enjoy it. Okay. Loving and ever present God, I want to come to know you in a deeper way a way that will bring blessing upon others as well. I know you are with me, even though I don't always experience your presence in the reality of the moment. I trust you and thank you that you are so much a part of this world and of my life. My heart is ready, oh God, my heart is ready. I rejoice that my life is being renewed at this very moment and the moments and days to come. Amen. Amen. And thank you for that, Sister Joanne, and all of your insight. And thank you for coming on the Hearts of Fire podcast today. And I hope you'll come on future episodes to have wonderful discussions like this today. Sure. Thank you uh, for inviting me and for being able to come here because I uh, experience a growth in God's uh, love as well uh, through, through my time together with you. So yes, I'll be willing to do whatever I can do. All right. Thank you so much, Sister Joanne. And before we go, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoyed today's discussion, please let us know by giving the Hearts of Fire podcast a five-star rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope that you will join us next week for a special bonus episode with our Director of Development, Karen Cassell, where we will discuss the upcoming Hearts of Fire virtual gala. Thank you again for tuning in to the Hearts of Fire podcast, and please know that you are in the daily prayers of our sisters and associates. Mm -hmm.